Ray, do you think you could live alone, you know, like a hermit? I think if I lost everything, I could make a go of it, yeah. Really? For a social butterfly like you? Yeah, I could see shutting it all down in extreme circumstances. I don't think I'd last much longer than like a day or so as a hermit before I think I'd just go nuts from loneliness. Well, it's not for everybody, obviously. But being out here on this tiny island off the coast of Maine, it's pretty easy to feel isolated. And you know what? Isolation is a good description for Manana Island, which sits just a stone's throw across the water from Monhegan Island, which is about 10 miles from the coast of Maine. We're isolated out here no matter how you slice it. Manana Island is about 1,800 feet long and about 1,000 feet wide. And the only structures on the island is a foghorn and the ruins of a small house. I don't even see any trees, just some bushes and grass. Yeah, it's not much. But this was once home to a man named Ray Phillips, a man who got famous for living out here all alone for 40 years. We're searching for the hermit of Manana Island. Hello, I'm Jeff Belanger, and welcome to episode 300 wow. of the New England Legends podcast. And I'm Ray Ozier. 300 episodes. That's a lot, Jeff. Yeah, a lot. We thought about doing some kind of special episode or best of, but we figured every episode could be someone's first visit with your townie buddies, Jeff and Ray. So yep. we'll do what we've done for the past 300 weeks. Explore ghosts, monsters, eccentrics, aliens, true crime, uh, roadside oddities, and other weirdness that makes New England great. Here, here. Now, it's been an amazing ride so far. To those who have been with us from the start, thank you. And to everyone who joined us somewhere along the way, we're really glad you're here. We can't do it without you. So please like, share, subscribe, and post a review for us. It's how you can help us grow. Now, before we go looking for the Hermit of Manana Island, we want to take just a moment to tell you about our sponsor, Nuwadi Herbals. But before we do that, Nuwadi Herbals founder, Rod Jackson, has a quick message for us, Ray. Hey, Jeff and Ray. Kimberly and I want to congratulate you on episode 300, another milestone. We were with you before the 200th episode, and we're still with you at 300. So let me say, it is an honor to be your sponsor. Congratulations, guys. Keep it up. The legends need to be told. Well, thank you, Rod, Kimberly, and the entire New Audiables family. Jeff and I appreciate having you and your great all-natural products in our lives. We're all trying to live healthier, richer lives, and it starts with what you put in your body. When you make the switch from sodas or over-sugared, over-caffeinated, and expensive drive through drinks, your body and your wallet will thank you. You still get warm, flavorful treats, but these teas make a difference in your health and well-being. Not sure which one to try first? Go to the Nuwadi Herbals website and see their new product guide to help light your path. Let Nuwadi Herbals help support your healthy lifestyle. Check out the Nuwadi Herbals website to see all their great products, and you get 20% off your order when you use the promo code LEGENDS20 at checkout. Visit NuwadiHerbals.com. That's N-U-W-A-T-I Herbals with an S dot com. Today's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. What's the first thing that you'd do if, say, you had an extra hour in your day? Would you go for a run? Maybe take a nap? Read a book? Or just show up for a friend. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. And the question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. If you're like me, you think, I can get through a lot. And we can. We're a resilient species. However... There are times that we need to reach out that hand and get a little help from somewhere else. That's what I did with BetterHelp. 
when I reached that limit and I realized things were getting a little bit out of control, instead of taking it out on my family or taking it out on myself, I just decided to reach out and get the help that I deserve. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, and it's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy, my darklings. Get BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com P60. Do that today. You're going to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash P60. It's time to take control of your life. Dave's here rooting you on, and if I can do this, you can do this. Let's do this together. BetterHelp.com slash P60. There's a link for it on today's program guide. So Manana Island is not just remote, and it's desolate. It's like a hump of a rock sticking out of the ocean with grasses and shrubs growing on it. As we pulled up to the island, I thought it almost looks like a turtle shell sticking out of the water. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. And today the weather's beautiful. I mean, it's a great spring day, and of course summer's coming. But can you imagine this island in like January or February? Oh, no way. Especially if there's a storm or something. Yeah. There's absolutely no protection from the wind or the rain out here. Yet, just across the small strait, that's literally like less than two football fields away, there's the island of Monhegan, where there's a small town. A few houses, a post office, a couple of inns, and the population at last count was 64 people year-round, though that swells quite a bit in the summer months. But the population of Banana Island is zero. That's true. But it wasn't always zero. Between 1931 and 1975, the population of Manana Island exploded to just one. <laughs> a man named Ray Phillips, who tried his best to walk away from the rat race, and in the irony of ironies, he wound up becoming a celebrity. So let's head back to 1931 and meet the hermit of Manana Island. It's the spring of 1931 here in New York City, and 39-year-old Ray Phillips has had enough. He's tired of pounding the pavement, tired of the rat race, so he buys a small sloop. He sets it in the water and begins sailing north. Well, as we sail north, let me give you a little more background on Ray Phillips. He was born in Maine. He served as a soldier during World War I and was hurt badly enough to receive a monthly government pension. And after the war, he attended the University of Maine where he got, you know, average grades. And then after graduating, he moved down to New York City to live with his mother, who was a fortune teller. Phillips found work as a teacher and food inspector, and though the 20s were roaring for everyone else, they weren't really roaring for Phillips. He didn't really date much. He never married, no children. He wasn't one for wild parties or anything like that. And when the stock market crashed a year and a half ago, the Great Depression ushered in a rough time for the whole nation. Phillips saw bread lines in New York. He saw plight everywhere he looked. And one day... He just had enough, so he bought a boat. And here we are sailing north on his sloop, putting as much water between us and New York City as possible. Somehow we all find our way back home. Phillips isn't following a star or even the compass very much. His boat is small enough that he keeps the coast in sight. After a few days on the ocean, the familiar sights of Maine pop up to the west. By the end of the day, he sees a small cluster of islands dead ahead. It's Monhegan Island. Phillips pulls his boat into the docks at Monhegan to find a small community of people living here. 
It's a cute little town, just a few streets and houses. It's still Maine, so it's somewhat familiar, but it also feels a million miles from the rest of the world. At 10 miles out, you can't really see the mainland either. Still, even Monhegan is a little too crowded for Philip's taste. So after a few years of fishing and saving money, he takes his sloop about 150 yards across the strait to Manana Island, an empty rock of a place, but perfect for him. He takes some of the money that he saved and purchases an area about a sixth of the island on the eastern shore facing Monhegan. He finds some driftwood and begins to construct a shack for himself. Though he legally only owns a sixth of the island, he sees it a little differently. In practice, I owned it all because the other owners never bothered to come. And so the hermit's new life begins. Plenty of driftwood and lumber washes up on shore, which gives him materials to build additions onto his shack. Each month, he receives $109 for his veteran's pension and $77 per month for his social security. When he needs supplies, he rows his boat across the strait and buys what he needs on Monhegan. Pretty soon, Phillips makes a journey to the mainland where he purchases some sheep and starts his own little flock on Manana Island. The folks in Monhegan come to know Phillips is really one of their own. Even if he keeps to himself most of the time, he's friendly enough when he comes over and always returns a wave across the water when he sees you. As his little shack grows, so too does the curiosity about the hermit of Manana. In the summer months, Monhegan's population swells. People come out here to get away from it all. And plenty of people see the lone shack just across the water and a strange bearded man tending to sheep. Phillips isn't really the only person on this tiny island. I mean, Coast Guard personnel are there almost daily to check on their foghorn and facility. And they also check on Phillips, who's always friendly with a wave or a chat. This island life suits him. As more driftwood washes ashore... He builds additions to his shack. He builds a system to collect rainwater for drinking and cleaning because his shack has no running water, no electricity. He lights his humble dwelling with an oil or kerosene lamp. When winter sets in, the population of Monhegan Island dwindles to a few dozen locals who get their island back until the late spring. But winter can mean some harsh conditions, brutal winds and cold. And Ray Phillips is over there on Manana Island all by himself. On the worst winter days, Phillips brings the sheep into his shack with him to keep the animals safe from the bite of the harsh winter weather. That's when you discover something. Hey, it's pretty warm in this shack right now, even though it's freezing outside. Yeah, that's exactly what he discovers. A flock of sheep huddled in your shack throw off a lot of body heat. Phillips finds himself pretty comfortable, even in the worst weather. Winter melts into spring as it does, and Phillips moves his flock back outside, even finds himself a pet. A goose who turns into as much of a watchdog as anything else. It's quite a sight, really. I mean, a lone man, his shack, a flock of sheep, and a goose running around. Each summer, more people come to vacation and visit Monhegan Island, and more people see Ray Phillips, the hermit of Manana Island, and his legend grows. Years pass and Phillips continues to build on to his shack. His friends across the water give him old windows and doors to help him along. He's a good neighbor in every way. He just likes to live alone. No one sees any harm in that. But as years go by, it becomes clear that Ray Phillips has no intention of living his life any other way than here alone as the hermit of Manana Island. And folks get curious about him. They want to know what makes him tick. 
The tourists are taking rowboats over from Monhegan to visit the hermit, and he doesn't mind at all. He poses for pictures. He chats with anyone who wants to talk to him. When his hair and beard get too long for his liking, he sometimes will take a boat over to the mainland for a hotel room, a shower, a shave, and a haircut. I call it a night on the town. And then it's back to his island. Journalists soon start coming by to ask questions. How could someone live like this in these modern times? Phillips is always happy to talk. I wanted to be independent, have a pleasant life outdoors. There was just me to think about. I was never skillful enough to get married. I, I never had enough money to get married. And anyway, women are expensive. His battery-powered radio keeps him informed about what's happening in the world, and he rows his dinghy over to Monhegan for groceries and to pick up his mail. And as years pass, Phillips is getting more and more mail from people who read about him in the newspapers and who want to know more. And Phillips writes back. He'd write on the back of the letter you wrote to him, turn your envelope inside out, and send it back to you. Once in a while, Phillips would make his way all the way down to Boston for some time in the city. I'll spend one or two weeks in Boston and probably see the dentist in Thomaston or Rockland before I return. Nothing could induce me to leave during the summer. But I want to hear the crashing and clanging sounds of the city for a couple of weeks, and that will do until fall. Phillips is plenty busy on his island. He searches for driftwood daily. He tends to his sheep. He fixes and adds on to his shack. When it rains or the weather is particularly bad, he stays inside. When it's sunny out and nice, he's outside. Each year, as his legend grows, more and more tourists come over to Manana to meet him. The better I know my sheep, the less I like tourists. And if too many people came over and it started to bother him, Ray would switch from talking to them in English to another language just as familiar to him. He baas like a sheep? Yes, that usually makes the tourists cock their heads and then walk away. It's mid-April, 1975. Ray Phillips is 83 years old now, and just about every single chore is harder than it used to be. After slipping into the ocean, he catches a cold that turns to pneumonia. His neighbors from Monhegan beg him to get to a hospital on the mainland and properly recuperate, but Phillips insists he's not leaving. Still, he appreciates the concern of his neighbors. Each night, I'll put a kerosene lamp in my window. If you see the light, that means I am okay. If it's not on, then it means I need help. For almost two weeks, the lamp is lit every night, until the evening of May 4th. And Monhegan residents notice there's no lamplight coming from Philip's shack. So they head over to check on him. With no answer at the door, a few locals walk inside to find the hermit lying on the floor, passed away. And that brings us back to today. At 83 years of age, Ray Phillips lived more than half of his life as a hermit on a desolate island. He got famous for wanting to be alone. He had no great accomplishments other than to walk away and live off the grid for the rest of his life. His only regret was that he didn't leave the city and go fishing five years sooner. And that reminds me of a song. Ray, I know you're a fan of the Zac Brown Band. Absolutely. One of their biggest hits is the song, Knee Deep. Jimmy Buffett even sings a verse on it. That's right, he does. Wrote a note, said I'd be back in a minute, bought a boat, and sailed off in it. Don't think anybody gonna miss me anyway. Mine's on a permanent vacation. <laughs> the ocean is my only medication. Wishing my condition ain't ever gonna go away. Ray Phillips' only worry in the world was if the tide was gonna reach his chair. That and surviving harsh Maine weather on an island where he lived all alone for more than four decades. 
Today, we remember the Hermit of Manana Island. And that brings us to After the Legend, where we explore this week's story a little deeper and sometimes sail off course. After the Legend is brought to you by our Patreon patrons, a group of legendary people supporting us financially each month. They keep our lights on and keep the servers humming. They help with travel, hosting, production, and marketing expenses. Everything it takes to bring you two podcasts each and every week. It's just three bucks per month. And for that, they get early access to ad-free episodes, plus bonus episodes and content that no one else gets to hear. Just head over to patreon.com slash New England Legends to sign up. And if you want to see some pictures of Ray Phillips and his Manana Island shack, click on the link in the episode description or go to our website and click on episode 300. 300, Ray. That's a lot. Yeah. How do you feel? Do you feel older? (laughs) (laughs) People ask that on your birthday, right? Do you feel older Uh, after 300? How do you feel? No. It's funny, though, when when we started this, people are like, are you going to run out of stories? And um, there was a little bit of a lull there way back. I mean, You can almost say you did. Because we get a lot of help from the uh, from the listeners, we do. So early on, I was like, "Well, there's these the big ones came to mind," and we we did some of the big ones. And then um, as time went on, I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Like we we opened it up a little more to like um, roadside oddities and eccentrics and these vagabonds that have left a mark. And the more we did that, the more people just kept telling us, "Oh, have you heard about this? Have you heard about right. that?" And it's been so so helpful um, because we we didn't grow up everywhere. Every town has a legend. Every town, Every town. Yep. I don't care. Yep, yep. I don't care sure. where you are. Uh, one other curiosity about Manana Island, um, there's some thousand-year-old graffiti on the island. We didn't really get into it thousand in the story. Thousand-year-old? Yeah, wow. thousand years old. It's these uh, runic inscriptions that look like they were carved into one of the rocks. Some claim it was the Norse people mm. that did it. Possible. They got down this way for sure. Others suggest it was Phoenician, which kind of crazy that they would come all the way over. But uh, either way, it's some strange lines that really do look like they were carved by hand. And could they be were the devil. There. Could be, could be the devil. It's always the devil, isn't it? Out there. Just so, at our vault. So do you think you could live off the grid for yeah. real? Um, I do. If I didn't have anything. And like, it's like such a horrible, horrible thought. Yeah. But if you just live, you lost everything. I like being alone now. <laughs> I'll leave. Huh? <laughs> this is right now. Okay. This minute. No, I, um, I like my alone time. I think I'd get bored. Yeah. I think I'd need a dog at least. Who's going to laugh at your jokes? Me. Oh, I'm right. the only one that Just laughs crack at them yourself anyway. up all day, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'll be the, uh, yeah, the, the laughing man on the island. Um, I don't know. What, what do you think? I, I would, I, I know I'm a social person and I know. But so, I am at the same time. I should say that. Yeah. No, I know you are. Yeah. Yeah, for but sure. I, I, th- I have, um, I don't know. I have my issues with crowds. Yeah. You know, and insecurities and all that. And, mm-hmm. So I'm I'm not one to stand in the middle of the circle and tell the story. I like mm. being a part of the circle, right? Where I can drift back just a bit and do the <laughs> Irish exit, right? I'm big on that. So yeah. yeah, that's that's a lot of detail for your simple question. No, but I get it. Uh, yeah, okay. There's times where I enjoy my alone time as well, but I know, especially like in the winter when I don't have any events, I don't have any live programs in front of an audience, and I'm just in my office all day just working on stuff. Mm. Uh, I start to get weird oh i like get weird all the time weirder yeah. than normal Do you talk to yourself oh yeah. yeah but that's not even the weird part right <laughs> i answer myself that's, when i start answering i go okay you yeah. got to get out i talk to myself on the phone figure that yeah. out <laughs> how's it going ray pretty good ray uh no. no i'm with you i get weird you know what i do i uh i reenact movies or i make up my own movie lines <laughs> 
<laughs> like I, I write scripts in wait, my wait, head. Wait. Hold on, just one thing at a time. Yeah. What movie are you reenacting? Oh, it could be Tommy Boy. It could be Star Wars. It could be just lines from that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, how far do you go with it? Like, I still how- like running around the house with a fake gun with my two fingers and playing like Magnum PI. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm scaring the heck out of you, aren't I? <laughs> no, um, I think it's great. And then I will. I'll work on accents. I don't know why. Like, I'm not yeah. an actor or a comedian, but I'll just work on an accent for ten minutes. Just I'll pick a line and just yeah. over and over and over again. And then I think, oh, what if my kids like skip school and they're in their rooms, like scared? That would that would scare them because they they would crawl in the closet like dad has gone nuts. Dad's lost it. <laughs> <laughs> I think we are really we're unpacking some stuff here. Yeah. Well, somebody is listening. Alexa's yeah. listening. Somebody's yeah. listening. Sure. So. I don't know. Yeah, there's yeah. going to be Truman uh, Show type video of us doing weird things someday. Yeah, yeah. no, but but I get it though. I really do. Like, and and I think as a creative person, like you, that stuff's got to come out. Well, they say it's a, yeah, a form of creativity, or a symptom. <laughs> Thank God they say that <laughs> in the car. Like, uh, do you ever have arguments in the car? Like with nobody, no one's on the phone or anything. You're just, and you're alone. In the sure. Car. This is an important part of the story. You're alone in the car <laughs> and you, you, you tell off like someone that you're, you know, angry at. And you keep going. But you, you, you said, you know what else about, I don't like about you. Yeah. Like nothing that you would actually say to them, but I find if it just all comes out, yeah, it's out. Right. And right, it's right. in the car. Don't and bottle no, it up. It didn't, it's not bottled up. No one heard it. Didn't hurt anybody's feelings. I just, ah, I said all that bad stuff and then yeah. i can better alone than, than with kids in the car or your wife it's like typing an email response that you're never going to send oh but you don't have around that send so, button okay. be careful here's the sp- there's a trick to this <laughs> you hit reply yeah delete their email address first that's oh. the first thing you do yeah, so it's idea. blank yeah. you, you couldn't send it to anyone it would just say hey there's nowhere no nowhere to go and then write all those bad words that you want to say like you know good and then like okay delete it and then go about your day same thing really yeah. it's the same you're working the same muscle I sent a message that I probably didn't need to send today, but I hit send yeah. anyway. And, and I want to talk to you about I that. It, <laughs> as soon as I hit it, I went, ah, I didn't have to do that. Great. Now I have to deal with that conversation. <laughs> this this mess that I just made, <laughs> I will have to clean up. Wasn't so bad, but. Uh, yeah. Well, isolation makes us funny. We're social animals. We are. Do I have electricity on this uh, this island of mine? I don't know. You're, you can have it if you want. Oh, then I'd be fine. You'd be fine. I just, I need my streaming services and okay. I would just watch. Oh, well, now you want internet too? Well, You want yeah, electricity? And do you need a toilet? I don't have my Princess? DVDs anymore. <laughs> What's that deal? Like with this guy? What's, I mean, that's something I thought of when we were telling oh, this story. In a pot and out the door. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know. But I mean, in the ocean, it's washing back up. What? What is, mm, I mean. Ocean's a big old ecosystem. Yeah, I guess. It just. But where it's not going anywhere, you have to toss it pretty far. Mm. Well, unless you send it off on the other side, I guess, right? Because if it's coming in one direction, it's going to be, well, no, that's not how, yeah. how it works, though. Maybe he got used to, you know, when the tide goes out, I'll toss he my... He timed it, yeah. T- toss my, my messy stuff. But mm. I, I was thinking, I you know, I, I have this poem that I brought, because I was feeling very pensive on this one, you know, as we were working on it and everything. And Did you write this? No, John Donne wrote it in 1624. Oh. It's, a, it's a pretty famous poem called No Man is an Island, which I'm, you know, the expression, right? Yeah. No Man is an Island. It's is short. Is that the origin? Yeah. You think? This, this, that's, no idea. Yeah, okay. This is it. 1624. It's, you know, it's literally 400 years old. Uh, so no man is an island entire of itself. Every man is a piece of the continent, a part of the main. If a clod be washed away by the sea, Europe is the less, as well if a promontory were as well as any manner of thy friends or thine own were. Any man's death diminishes me, because I am involved in mankind. And therefore, never send to know for whom the bell tolls. 
it tolls for thee. Mm. I don't know. Deep. I know it's deep, but I get it, right? Like that. The point is that you think you can disappear and go to an island mm. and just be like, I'm off the grid, yep. right? I think for some people off the grid means I'm gone. I mean, I'm alive and I'm going to continue to be fine, but right. like I'm, I'm off the world as far as you know, but no one really is because yeah. the thing, the point is that everybody matters, every single person, like you really do matter and you make a difference and you're missed. And you know, even if you go to an island, you're still you still matter. Well, the thing about this guy, he was right off the, the shores of, yeah. of uh, Monhegan. Mon- Monhegan, yeah. And he had a lot of visitors. And he was over on Monhegan quite a bit. Um, there's lots of, uh, there's a great documentary. You can watch it on YouTube. We'll, we'll post a link to it. Uh, it's like a 30-minute documentary about this guy. There's a video of him. Oh, yeah? Yeah, there's the, you can see him doing his thing. And just a quirky dude, but mm. but like... But he was Monhegan, so everybody knew him. Yeah, no one. He was harmless. Everybody liked right. him. And hey, you want dinner with us? We're having dinner. Come, come join us. You well, know that reminds me of the hermit that we talked about a couple years ago. The guy that became a celebrity, but he was fine with it, right? Remember, he oh, lived in right. the woods. And, uh, that was in New Hampshire. That was the um, uh, he was up in, in the White Mountains. But didn't White... he write a book? He wrote a book. He's, yeah, he's, he made his own beer. Yeah, and yeah. He, and so he, he was known. It. It's yeah. not like he got off the grid and disappeared. Nope. He was off the grid, but everyone knew him. Everyone knew him. And there's something about when someone's like, I'm done. You know what? I'm done. I'm going to go just live alone on a mountain and meditate. That part of us is like, we're we're jealous. We're Mm. appalled too. We're appalled. Like, you should work. You should have a job. You should contribute. You should do something. And then part of us is like, you lucky son of a gun, right? <laughs> and you want to know, like, what makes you tick? What? Did, why did you do this? What made you decide to do this? And how do you get by day to day? Yeah, just being up here by yourself, all by yourself. And then that person probably answers, "I'm not by myself. You're talking to me right now. I can't, right. I can't get a minute. <laughs> you know, I'd like to be alone right yeah, now. It'd but be great. But you people keep coming up and asking me stupid questions. I like how he would uh, ba like a sheep." When he yeah. just wanted to end a conversation. <laughs> right. Which I bet well, I'm going to try that <laughs> next time I'm stuck somewhere and someone's just like, oh yeah, what do you do? And where did you, you know, did you try this restaurant? <laughs> oh, People will walk away. Yeah. Okay. That's a slow backward <laughs> walk. Right. And you go, well, shoot, yeah. that was easy. Should have thought of that long ago. If you've got a strange tale we simply must check out, please reach out to us anytime through our website. So many of our story leads come from you. Please keep them coming. Also, subscribe to our podcast wherever you get your podcasts because it's free. And it helps when you post a review for us and share our episodes with your friends on social media or tell them about us. It's how we grow. We'd like to thank Michael Leggy for lending his voice acting talents this week. Thank you to our sponsor, New Audio Herbals. Thank you to our Patreon patrons. And our theme music is by John Judd. Until next time, remember, the bizarre is closer than you think. <laughs>